0: Hello and welcome to Discover True Treasure. I'm Angela. Since I am currently reading through the entire Bible in one year, I've decided that all the episodes this season would be inspired by the daily reading passages from my one-year Bible. My daily reading passages include a portion of the Old Testament, the New Testament, Psalms, and Proverbs. Today, we are going to continue our discussion on what it means to live a life of true significance. If you did not listen to the last two episodes, please go back and listen to those episodes first. Okay, I hope you're ready. Let's begin. Thanks so much for joining me today. For the last two episodes, I've been trying to explain the revelation I believe I received regarding what it means to live a life of true significance. And this revelation has blessed me and set me free. So I wanted to share it on the podcast, but it has been so challenging for me to articulate exactly what this revelation is. So today, I pray that the Lord would help me and give me the words to say to shed more light on what I believe is a very, very important subject. Now, in the past two episodes, we have talked about how living a life of true significance is not dependent upon what our job may be, or our title, or our role or position in the church. Instead, living a life of true significance is about caring for those around us. And we've talked about how Jesus even said that when he returns, he will reward those who did simple things like give someone something to drink feed someone clothe someone visit someone in prison or in the hospital as a matter of fact jesus will tell people that you are being rewarded because you've done these things to me and he said people will say when have we seen you hungry or thirsty or needing clothes etc and jesus will explain that As we do these things to others, it is as if we are doing these things to him. Amen. Now, when we concluded last week's episode, I just kept thinking about the importance of serving and loving one another because these are two things that Jesus talked about over and over again. And I believe that These two things, loving one another and serving one another, that these are the keys to living a life of true significance. Amen. So, as I was reading my Bible, I came across some scriptures in the Gospels that really just had me thinking about this topic. And the first scripture that I want to discuss is from Mark. It is Mark chapter nine, and I'm going to read that from the New Living Translation. And it reads, after they arrived at Capernaum and settled in a house, Jesus asked his disciples, what were you discussing out on the road? But they didn't answer because they had been arguing about which of them was the greatest. He sat down, called the 12 disciples over to him and said, Whoever wants to be first must take last place and be the servant of everyone else. Wow. So here we have a scenario where his disciples are being human and arguing about which of them was actually the greatest. And Jesus revealed to them that being the greatest in his eyes is something totally different than what it means to be great in this world. Jesus said that whoever wants, whoever desires to be first must be the servant of everyone else. So that means if you desire prestige, if you desire honor, if you desire accolades, Jesus says that you must take last place. And I believe that one of the reasons why this is is because the lord does not want us to exalt ourselves instead the bible tells us that those who humble themselves will be exalted amen and it's something we do it didn't say those who the lord humbles it says that we are to humble ourselves those who humble themselves we will then be exalted Amen. And one of the ways we humble ourselves is to serve one another in love. Amen. So let me tell you about another scripture. And this is also from the Gospel of Mark. And this really got me thinking about the idea of serving and how I believe that that is a key to living a life of true significance. And so in Mark chapter 10, verses 35 through 45. Let me quickly summarize what's going on in this text. So in this portion of scripture, we have the sons of Zebedee, Jesus's disciples named James and John. They, they came to Jesus and said, we want you to do us a favor. When you sit on your glorious throne, we want to sit in places of honor on your right and on your left. So they were basically asking the Lord to give them honor and prestige above all the other disciples. And when the other disciples heard what these two brothers had requested, they were furious. They were highly upset with them. But in response to their request, Jesus asked them an interesting question. He asked them whether or not they were able to drink from the bitter cup of suffering that he was about to drink. Now, I think it's safe to say that they didn't truly understand at this point what Jesus meant by drinking this bitter cup of suffering. I say that because as we read the Gospels, we find that here and there, Jesus would mention to them that he was going to be crucified. And the Bible would tell us that the meaning, the true meaning of what he was saying was withheld from them, that they just didn't understand. But nevertheless, these brothers responded and they said, you know, of course we can drink from that same bitter cup. Now, okay, they didn't say it quite like that, but let me tell you, without any hesitancy and without what I believe was a true understanding of what Jesus even meant by drinking from that bitter cup, they told him, yes, we are able. (laughs) Yes, we can do this. So when Jesus heard their response, he said, yes, indeed, you will drink this bitter cup. But regarding who will sit on the right or on the left of me, that's up to God. And he has prepared those places for the ones he has chosen. Amen. So anyway, Jesus, after he told the brothers that they would in fact drink from his bitter cup and be baptized with his baptism of suffering, Jesus went on to teach the disciples about true godly leadership versus the leadership of the world let me actually go to the scriptures and read these verses and so i am going to read mark chapter 10 verses 41 through 45 and i'm reading from the new living translation and it reads when the other 10 disciples heard what james and john had asked they were indignant so jesus called them together and said You know that the rulers in this world lorded over their people and officials flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you, it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must be the last of everyone else. For even the son of man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. That's that's just so powerful. Let that sink in. If you desire to lead, if you desire to be a leader, you must know that it's not about you. Now, this is what really is so powerful. Jesus ended his, te- his teaching by saying, even the son of man came not to be served but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. Wow. Even the one (laughs) who is King of Kings and Lord of Lords, who's worthy of all glory, honor, and praise. He did not come to be served. The one who has the right (laughs) to be served. He did not come to be served. Jesus did not come to this earth so that people would throw palm branches in his path and praise him. Now, of course, don't get me wrong. He's more than worthy to be praised. And if we know him, we can't help but praise him. Hallelujah. But he's saying he did not come to this earth for that. Jesus knows who he is. And the word of God tells us that we will praise him. The Word of God tells us that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. But his mission here on earth was one of sacrifice, was one of servitude. Jesus came to this earth to serve others. And because Jesus humbled himself, God the Father has exalted him. Isn't that such a wonderful example for us? As believers in Jesus Christ, we are to use our gifts, our talents, our resources to serve. It doesn't matter how important or ordinary our position, our role, our jobs may be. It doesn't matter if the work we're doing is done inside of a church, inside of our homes, or in secular environments. What matters is that we are to use our positions as an opportunity to serve. We are to humble ourselves. Amen. But unfortunately, I'm sure you know of cases where there have been ministers, pastors, teachers who are looking at ways to get things from the flock instead of serving the flock who may even be fleecing the flock instead of feeding and blessing and serving the flock and we have to pray about this it doesn't make me happy to to say that it is so sad and that's why we have to pray for people in those positions because there is a temptation that is in our old man, that is in our flesh to be lifted in pride, to do things for ourselves instead of serving and sacrificing for others. So we have to pray for them. Amen. But according to Jesus, leadership amongst believers is supposed to look different from the world. Okay. So let me continue. And let me first say that, of course, we are not under the law of Moses. And I'm saying that because I'm going to make a point in just a moment. So if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this podcast is all about the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It is all about how Jesus fulfilled the law and the law has served its purpose and we are now under grace, the grace of Christ. Amen. But that is not to say that Jesus did not leave us any commandments because when we read the gospels, we will find that Jesus says that he has given us a new commandment. Amen. Now, this is not a part of the Mosaic law. He gave this commandment after he washed the disciples' feet. So in the Gospel of John, verses 13, I'm sorry, in the Gospel of John chapter 13, verses 12 through 17, it talks about how Jesus washed his disciples' feet. And so let me go ahead and read that, and then I will get to this new commandment that Jesus has given us. Okay, so it reads, and I'm going to read this from the King James Version. It says, So after he had washed their feet and had taken his garments and was set down again, he said unto them, Know ye what I have done to you? Ye call me master and lord, and ye say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your lord and master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. If you know these things, happy are ye if you do them. Wow. This is the example that Jesus left before he died. The example to serve one another. This is what he told us to do. So again, it's not about us. So let's say you have a huge ministry and let's say you are very successful and your ministry is flourishing and it's profitable, but you are not serving others, then you've missed it. You've missed the point. You've missed it because if that's the case where it's not about serving others, that it's about you getting bigger and being more successful and growing for the sake of growing for you, for your purposes, for your agenda, then you're not following the Lord's example. And so when we find ourselves veering off, In a direction of self, we've got to come back because it's not about us. It's about, of course, giving the Lord glory and doing everything we do as unto him. And it's about serving others. Okay, so now let me read the new commandment that Jesus gave us. And this is also from the Gospel of John, chapter 13, and In 30 in verses 34 through 35, Jesus said, and let me go ahead and switch to the New Living translation. He said, So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Wow. This is our commandment from the Lord. Now let me say, I've got to say this that this is not a commandment that we are to attempt to do in our own strength. This is not a commandment that we are to try to fulfill with our own ability. No, 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 no. Definitely not so. Jesus knew that he was going to give us the promised Holy Spirit. And it's only by walking in the spirit. It is only by following the leading of the Holy Spirit that we are able to love one another this way. Amen. So let me definitely say that Jesus did not give us this commandment to be some type of human work. Amen. Okay. So what is the bottom line to all of this that I'm trying to say? Well, I think it's a few things, but first of all, let me say, just in case I didn't say this in previous episodes, that living a life of true of true significance consists first of accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and receiving his grace and putting our faith in the blood that Jesus Christ has shed for us on the cross as a payment for our sins, amen. And let me also say, that the number one reason why we were created was to have a relationship with God. So living a life of significance is first living life loved by the Savior and enjoying our our relationship with him and, and our Heavenly Father. Because that is what all of this is about, I mean, Jesus dying for us, Jesus shedding his blood for our sins. All of it has been done because God wants a relationship with us. And God wants us to share in his life, eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So first and foremost, enjoying our our relationship with the Lord on this earth Is very important and very significant. Amen. And the only way we can truly do that is by faith. We accept Jesus Christ by faith. We receive the grace of Christ by faith. We walk in relationship with God, a God that we cannot see or handle with our senses. We do all of that by faith. And we know that whatever is done in faith pleases the Lord. So, first of all, If I did not say that in, you know, either of the two episodes before this one, let me make that point clear. So that is very significant. And now moving on to our mindset regarding the work we do on this earth and whether or not that work is significant whether or not that contributes to a life of significance, I believe that the big takeaway that I'm trying to convey is that whatever we do on this earth should be done, of course, to glorify the Lord and not ourselves, but that it is to be done in love as an act of service. In other words, if you have a calling to sing, use your voice to serve others. If you have a calling to teach, serve others with that gift. If you are a preacher, if you are a writer, if you are a domestic worker, if you are a homemaker, if you are a mail carrier, whatever it is, whatever it is that you are doing on this earth, do it as an act of service to others because I truly believe that that is how we live a life of true significance. And also let me say that I believe it is important to remember that ministry, you know, when we talk about doing ministry, it includes things that are far too often overlooked and considered insignificant. For example, ministry is not only preaching and teaching and missionary work and volunteering in the church and writing Christian books and holding Christian conferences. That is ministry. That could be considered ministry, amen. But ministry is also being hospitable. Giving someone something to eat, opening up your home to someone in need, visiting someone in the hospital. Amen. So be encouraged. Don't look down on what you're doing in this life, don't compare yourself to others. Don't allow people to condemn you because maybe for for whatever reason you're not volunteering in the church. And it's great to volunteer in a church, but don't condemn yourself if for whatever reason you're not able to do that. That's not the only way the Lord can use you. Don't think that you've missed your calling because you are not doing something that the church world calls ministry. Amen. It is my desire that you be encouraged and that you know that the Lord is simply looking for you to serve others in love because that is how you live a life of true significance. Amen. Well, thanks again for joining me today. If you enjoyed this episode, I invite you to please join me again next week and consider liking and following this podcast. If you have a prayer request, comment, or question, please leave me a message. I would love to hear from you and you can do so by clicking on the link in the show notes. Until next time, rest in the assurance that you are valuable and dearly loved. our Heavenly Father and the Lord Jesus Christ.